Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to This Is Recorded Podcast, another day, another podcast. Um, you know, I dropped that my first album. I think I got something with that one. We want to keep the momentum going because music is positivity, it's love, it's light, and we're trying to keep that going from the 99 to 2000. I gave you a little hint to what we're talking about today. I'm joined with my man, my boy, the creator with me, man, the one that keeps me going, the one that we bounce ideas off. Please introduce yourself. They should know you if they listen. What's going on, world? This is G Merrick coming at you live on this recorded podcast. Glad to be here with my bro. Yes, sir. And please, drum roll, please tell them the name of your first album. My first album is 400 Degrees by Juvenile. Yes, sir. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is a legendary album. If you know, you know. If you don't, you better get familiar, man. The legend, Juvenile, New Orleans, Bounce, man. New Orleans, man. Tell us a little about you and New Orleans. Man, that place there is a very um it's one of those places that, that that were big in my life um it meant so much to me actually for my my family actually being from louisiana and uh had one of my closest uncles there that that's stayed there you know like forever so when we moved there you know it was just instant home and uh that place to me you know, it's the birthplace of jazz, man. It's the birthplace to uh, bounce. Um, the food is crazy. You know, it's uh, it's one of those historic places, man. But Juvenile, Juvenile the Great, man. Um, once you hear that stuff that come on the radio, man, it was uh, Wild Wayne, you know, on Q93. He had the joints blazing and uh, when that joint Han dropped, man. That's you with that bad ass business, huh? That's you that can't keep old Eddie because you keep fucking them friends, huh? You gotta go to court, huh? You got service to clean up for child support, huh? That was that nerve, huh? You a paper chaser, you got your block on fire, remain in the G until the moment you expire. You know what it is, remain nothing out of something you handle your business and don't be crying in this. And I was just like, you know, instant in love with it, you know, because. You know, he, he already put out soldier rags and whatnot. We were already on that. But when he when he dropped that hum, man, it just set the whole city on fire for real. Man, definitely, man. So November 3rd, 1998. How old is a young G. Merrick? 98? I had to be probably, what, 11? Wow. I had to be 11. Yeah. Yeah, now do you know some of the classics that came out in 1998? Off top, probably not. Uh, no, just off the jump. Off the I probably can't think of none now. Um, now, I have the cheat codes here, so okay. let me give you some of the classics. Outcast dropped Equimini hey. in 1998. The Boy, Jigga. Drop Hard Knock Life Volume 2. DMX dropped two albums. It's Dark and Hell is Hot. And Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. 
in the one and only Miss Lauren Hill mm. dropped a Miss Education of Lauren thing. Hill. What was music life in your What was music like in your life in '98? Oh man, I think during that time, through those like late '90s, you know, you're growing up, you you know, you're trying to find yourself, and that was like the thing that was you know finding music. It was a thing. I'm not sure you know if you know about it, but uh, it was like a um, the big thing at the time was videos. And so they used to have something uh, that I used to watch that was down there in Louisiana, and it was called The Box. And so when these uh, videos would come on, you know, you had to call this number, and it was almost like you were voting for this, um, the video that you wanted. They'll show you clips of a video, but you had to call a number and kind of vote for the video, and if you get enough votes for it, and then they'll play that video. So I remember one of those videos uh, being um, uh, for uh, Juvenile, uh, 400 Degrees. Or was it 400 Degrees? It might have been, actually, you know, at the time, it probably been Hot Boys. Yeah, I know he had an album, too, before he got with them. Yeah. But 400 Degrees was kind of his first yeah, that introduction. Like the, that was like the, the staple. Really to the uh, world, uh, man. Because they, you know, Cash Money... They drop so much music, yeah. you know. Everybody like you. It was from Juvenile to Turk, BG, then the Hot Boys, then the Big Timers, and they just kept it going. And it was definitely like they was taking the No Limit staple, but yeah. taking it to a whole nother level yeah. because they had better artists. I mean, we just got to keep it a yeah. stack. I mean, yeah. They artists, you know, Master P was a businessman, so he was like, "Yo, I come to make money." And the music would be decent, but I'm more about pushing out product. But, man, the legendary Manny Fresh for me, man, oh, yeah. he just was the engine behind them. Oh, yeah. So that really helped them a lot, a lot, man. So just, man, 98, man, the 98 Bulls was out. If you think about it, this is Jordan's last year yeah. of dominance, for oh, real. Because Jordan was, you know, with the Wizards and all that, but we don't count that <laughs> at all. Like Jordan, man, going six for six in the finals, yeah. 1998. I remember we randomly had WGN, so I got to see all the Bull games all the time, man. So it was just crazy, man. So how did you end up getting that album, man? Were you allowed to listen to music <laughs> with cursing like that? Because a lot of people weren't really allowed to do that. No, I, I definitely wasn't. And the way I came up on this was my... I played AAU ball a lot growing up, and um, so my coach, he was a younger guy, and so, you know, when my parents wouldn't drive down to the games, and we would, you know, travel all over the state and stuff like that, you know, I arrived with coach, and uh, he always had, you know, the music going, and, you know, I the CD players and stuff, you know, I guess was popular at the time, even if you walk, you know, the CD players skip or whatnot, but you know, warm-ups going on and stuff like that. I was like, man, I need something to listen to. So I'm like, hey, coach, I'm going to grab this CD right here. You know, he ain't really paying attention. She's like, all right. So the CD I picked up was 400 Degrees by Juvenile. So I'm just like, oh, man. So I, I kept that CD and I never gave it back. And then <laughs> later on, years go by, I ran, you know, ran into him. 
like my teenage years, he's like, yo, you still got my CD? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I never get that jump back. Man, back in them days, like, letting somebody borrow a CD, that was as good as gone. That was worse <laughs> than letting people borrow video games oh, back then because music, it was like you had your disc in and hopefully you had the good one that you could walk an inch and it won't skip. Yeah. But, you know, that's what people don't realize, man. Back in them days, having CDs and that was before the burning era. Like, oh, yeah. that wasn't really, you know, people wasn't burning CDs like that back then. But, man, we just, you know, it was just a good time, man. So when you got into it, what was the standout song? Um, Like I, like I said earlier, I mentioned, huh, that was a big one. Um, The one with... uh. I think it was like number 12 or something like that because I still remember that joint. I think it was Rich Niggas. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and the person who, who set the song off is Wayne. He Man. set the song off, you know what I'm saying? Cash money, rich niggas, black. Loud pipes, big rims, nigga, that's my life. Why I pull up at the club, sorry, that's my night. I know a lot of haters probably saying that that's not right. Why my diamonds are much bigger, so that's my life. Bling, bling. Loud pikes, big rims, nigga. That's my life. When I pull up at the club, sorry, that's my life. I know a lot of haters out there saying that's not right, but my diamonds are much bigger, so that's my life. Bling bling. Till I die, drink till I faint, till a nigga tell me I need out. Drink my nigga, baby told me work, nigga trick to them hoes. Nigga, baby told me work, niggas better than treating your nose. I'm the freak of the clique. Keep it on the tuck, so I creep on a bitch, and I play wrong. Never sleep with a bitch. Keep it real with my niggas. Never weak for. So talk about the bling bling. This is the originator of bling bling. I think I heard or watched something back in the day when they was talking about they used to just say that's that bling bling around. Yeah. And that end up being one of the biggest words that you yeah. hear like old white ladies is like oh it's <laughs> bling bling on you know like man talk about young wayne because really i didn't see it for wayne yeah. coming out of that yeah. i was like you know like he cool but like he developed into oh, yeah. an amazing rapper mm -hmm. but we gonna stay right here talk about young wayne did you see like I mean, potential in him i guess oh, yeah i definitely did even when i moved up here to georgia like I was heavy on Wayne and telling you know folks about Wayne just because I think he, um, I guess he connected with more so you know when I was growing up like that age and whatnot because folks like oh he the youngest you yeah. know he you know what I'm saying so we just like dang you know we just want to be like him and stuff like that you know what I'm saying I I bought you know got a soldier rag got the got the do rag you know what I'm saying when a uh, hot girl come on the radio I rolling the windows down. Uh, you know, mom yelling at me and stuff like that. Well, the cool part about it is, is one time we were leaving, leaving from out to eat and whatnot, and I think it was, what was it? I think it was I Need a Hot Girl that came on, on the radio, and then I seen, like, two girls on the side in the car, and they was, like, dancing, and we, like, we all in the car together, my pops, dad, and my sister, and I was like, hey, dad, pull up to them girls right there. And so he pulled up or whatever, you know, we had to stop light, and I rolled down the window, and you know, we playing, you know, playing the uh, song. That was like just that. a, was like, a hey. vibe back in the day, man. You want to pull up, definitely like pulling up the prom. Yeah. You want to have a song, you want to make a grand entrance, yeah. man. But 
man, definitely, like, I'm really trying to figure out who's at the end, like, it's like monkeys, see, you I feel like it was juvenile, but it probably was somebody else. It was, it was uh, I think it's, I don't know. It might have been a Papa, reggae Papa artist. Papa Roo or something like that. Yeah, I was like, it's yo. Like monkey see, monkey do. I, yeah, I yeah, love that one, man. But, man, like, so Rich Niggas was definitely, man, yeah. a, a classic. But I remember, like, Run For It was really, yeah. really a dope one off of that, man. And you know, uh, 400 degrees when oh, it uh, come in like 400 degrees. It was just, it was just different, man. Manny Fresh, he just had, I mean, made every. You know how much work he probably had to put in for everybody album, every all Be, of them Because in the No Limit Chronicles, they talked about beats by the pound, so yeah. it was multiple guys. Yeah, Manny Fresh, one guy. Oh, that was it. He was just Manny Fresh by himself doing the whole thing, man. It just was amazing the amount of hits he was able to pump out. And you know what, like people were saying like, you know, Wayne started to elevate when he did stuff other than Manny Fresh Beats. Yeah. And I could see why they say that, but for me, I loved it. Just like yeah. I loved the Neptunes, Manny Fresh sound was like still fly. Anything, man. any sound, you just, you can hear it in, in the different projects. You know what I'm saying? Even in the uh, Lil Wayne block, is hot when he had the, the song Re uh, "Respect Us," and it had like a like a salsa type vibe, you know. Yeah. Or they respect it, like ding 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 ding. ding he ding. got man. Yeah, so much sound. Man. He got all man, all kind of sound, man. But what do you think was the standout song to you on that album? It man. was it the one. The one, <laughs> or was it something else? Because everybody I mean, got their own opinion. I mean, but the, but the thing is that that was just the one. You know, like when you get the CD, you're like, okay, like yeah, this one the one that go off because it's the one. Because back in them days, it was no streaming or nothing, so yeah. you really bought a whole CD to for one song. Right, you did, and you know they don't play like all the songs on the radio, so you had mm -hmm. to get the CD to listen to the other stuff. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? If you want to know, you know what they talking about, like oh, you ain't got that, nah, bro. Like, no, nah, because they ain't playing it on the radio. You got to get the CD to listen to it. But um, I think another one for mine was uh, UPT, man. And oh, that yeah. was good. That's yeah. for Uptown. And, uh, you know, just think about what was the popular thing that we was wearing at the time. Oh, yeah. And uh, everybody was walking, uh, rocking the uh, fresh white tees with the Jabos oh. and uh, with the Rees. That was the thing. And then, you know, if you had, you know, and, you know, everywhere they call them Air Forces, but down there we call them G-Nikes. We call them Uptowns. Oh, yeah. Because they called them Uptowns in Virginia. Yeah. Oh, they call them Flaves, I think, in Virginia. Like, they, you know, everybody got their own, you know, um, sayings, man. Some people call them Blanco y Blancos, the white on whites, man, whatever. Yeah. Like, everybody had their own, you know, vibe, man, but... Man, we already beating around the bush, man. We got to talk about the one. 
The one, the one, the one. Oh, the, yeah. the one that you could put on to this day. To this day and still rock. Was on, well, well, literally, at my wedding, we played that. And from grandma to, to little everybody. kids to everybody. I don't care where you at. You hear this cash money records taking over for the 9-9. Nine, nine people, the are, it, it's literally <laughs> like a rally cry. Yeah. Because people go running one. They hear cash money. They're like, ah, oh. they start like you. Literally, I wish I had it in my wedding video where you could just see people running to go listen to. It. Like, yo, this is crazy, man. But that has to be like their like biggest song. That like, gotta be like in a far, far as party songs. That gotta be in a yeah. top twenty-five hip hop party songs of all time. Because yeah, that was just man. That was a monster. If you don't know, if you live under a rock, man, we talking about back that ass up. Man, it was just, man, it was just like, and what I loved about it, because I knew he was doing this, I was watching old, like, Lil Wayne and Hot Boys videos. Yeah. And just like, man, I love that they didn't go get the video girls. They got the girls from the neighborhood. Yeah. And in that video, you could tell they was doing a concert in the project. Yeah. And they was just like, look, we just going to call a couple girls. And these, the most ratchet girls, <laughs> is twerking before twerking was a word. And just, man, it was just like so ghetto. But see... I hate just straight ghetto census stuff. I love ghetto fabulous. And that was ghetto fab girls with the finger waves, with the oh, yeah. hair up and just oh man, with the gold teeth. Hey and man, that was that was real. Man, it was just a vibe, man. What did it do to your world when you heard that one, man? Cuz it's man. just it's something about a song where it could give you a rally cry like yeah. that and it has that intro before the beat yeah, drops. Dum, dum, like it's just, it's just something that just sets in and just hits you in your and chest. And Manny knew he was doing something with that one because he oh, was yeah. like, I'm going to do this and I want somebody to go, ah, ah, mm. right? And man, he just, he knew. He knew yeah. exactly what he was doing when he did that, man. But, man, back that ass up, just, it, it became like a monster because, you know, like I said before, like, huh, I didn't understand, huh? I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> But then Jay-Z got on it. I was like, well, maybe he sees something I don't see. Yeah. And then I heard back that ass up. Yep. And I was like, this is... Re Man, I remember we had a trampoline, but we had a, a a big speaker system in the garage. So we would put the speakers right there, man, and open the windows and just be dancing, jumping on the trampoline to that. We would play that CD, man. Shh. We played that CD out. Yeah. Like, really really out man. Yeah, man but man that that's just a legendary song man like is there i don't think it's a song bigger than that on that song on but that, on that cd probably not but 
it, it's the other ones like the like the rich niggas, the UPTs, the four hundred degrees. Those are the you know, the ones that, you know, kinda hit me and kinda spoke out to me and stuff like that that was riding, always riding. You could just put that in now and still vibe with it. Um flossing season, that's one too, man. Is there any bars that stood out to you on that album? I mean, they say a lot of stuff, and it's a lot of different features and stuff like that, But or just certain songs or vibes that you was always looking for that certain part when they come on in a song. Um, I mean, if you want to go to, like, 400 Degrees, that was just something. Man, too, it just know, was like, oh, that, that like, one was like, different. You see me, I eat, sleep, shit, talk, rap. She had 98 potential things I bought that. had some felony charges, I fought that. If I'm not a hot boy, then what do you call that? Man, oh my gosh. Then Manny Fresh is uh, once again just playing with the beat, yeah. with the auto-tune, you don't oh, want. I was like, man, this is like, they brought you to their world. Yeah. They did what Master P did, but they did it on steroids. Yeah, like, man. they... Brokered their deal, distribution deal, same as Master P, but it just was like they had the better talent. Okay. Master P and them had the work ethic, but they had the better talent. Master P and them, they would drop something almost every week from different artists, but it was kind of, you know, microwave. And it kind of yeah. is like, you know, where we have now where people make songs every single day. And it's just like, you know, hey, it's cool sometimes, but it's hard to keep that up for a long time. Yeah, but it's just like that cash money, they really just, I remember them just taking over, man. And everything, let's talk about the chains, man. What people know about having a different chains, man. That was a big thing back then to have that record label pendant oh, yeah, on your man. neck. I mean, I took a, a middle school picture with uh <laughs> But my No Limit chain, my I, mom was so hot about that. Bro. Oh, man, we got to <laughs> definitely show that picture, man. You, oh, man, if it was a cash money, that would have been a perfect cover, man. Oh, but man. it was, man, it was just like, man, this album was just a monster. It was different. Um, You know, like, I don't know, man, people don't, this just was the beginning of a reign oh, yeah. that was kind of going on. It's unfortunate what happened with Wayne and Baby and stuff, but they'll run the cash money run and it just felt like they took the torch from you know no limit yeah. and they just kept it going and they represented for new orleans they did a lot of their videos it seemed like in new orleans yeah, and they just was man it just was different yeah, man it definitely showcased what new orleans was like at the time like it i mean from the house parties to folks running you know from the cops and all that stuff like, oh, it's, like it was like how they showed it, that was you know how it was, man. Now, did you see Hot Boys? I never seen it all the way through. I no, that was that was baller blocking. Baller blocking. Yeah. That baller was blocking. no yeah. limit. The baller blocking. I I don't think I ever seen baller blocking. Yeah, I seen baller blocking. But man, it was just like man at that time with Cash Money, man. It just was like, I think that was the beginning really of the South Run. Yeah. To really go yeah. on a run like yeah. the early 2000s, it was like they were coming. Mm -hmm. You know, they still, you know, in the early 2000s, it was still, you know, the uh, dip set and stuff like that. Yeah. But when Lil Wayne came into his own for oh, real yeah. is when he was like, when he came out with that uh, 
the best rapper alive yeah. since the best rapper retired. Yeah. He was telling people and letting them know, like, yo, the and South always, is here. I always felt that way because I was telling folks, like, when I moved up here, like, I was just like, yo, Wayne, like, he that dude. They just, like, ain't want to hear that. But I'm just like, when he dropped, like, his mixtapes, like, the suffix, and uh, all those mixtapes, the, he just, uh, like, the drought, man. Um, they didn't really expect, a, you know, somebody from New Orleans to be that lyrical. So and it got crazy because, you know, like, Gilly got a podcast. He was like, oh, I was ghostwriting for Wayne. And that's cool whether you were or not. Mm. But to keep the run he had, he had to be doing a lot of that. <laughs> maybe you had to, you had some part, maybe you gave him his style, but he turned it and made it his own. Because you was talking about back when he was young, young. Yeah. When y'all were dead and done with, Lil Wayne went on an amazing run. Yeah. His, and they just said his work ethics, they were saying he was nominated for Grammys or about to get a Grammy and this and that. And all he would do was get on his tour bus and rap. Yeah. And, and he had to take the torch because it got ugly. And if you know, you know, uh, 500 Degrees came out. Yep. And that was a yeah. shot. That was a shot. At Juvenile because, like, the whole cash money broke up. And I don't know if it was due to Baby. I know Turk got locked up. Yeah. I know BG was on drugs off and on, and Juvenile, I guess, just didn't want to be a part of the label no more and did his own thing. Yeah. But that's what, in the No Limit Chronicles, they said when everybody was leaving, Little Romeo just stepped up. But, man, Little Wayne, he just really stepped up like crazy, he, man. He carried it. Like, he carried the label. Bro, you know what I'm saying, for when, a I, long time. when I heard that first Carter, I was like, bro, this is something. Yeah. When I heard the second Carter, I was like, this is my shit. And yeah. then the third Carter, he was out of this world. Yeah. That was Lollipop. Yeah. That was all, that was all, it was a Millie. It was yeah. all these things, but yeah. Little Wayne just being around them dudes, he probably was just a sponge. You yeah. say he was like exactly. 16 or 17 when it came out. Uh, when, you know, well, the Hot Boys 15, and um 15 when he was, uh, I think when Black is Hot came out. Yeah, but he was like younger when you know when they all was yeah. around forming it, man, and it just was like it just was amazing to see him because it's like I'm thinking you like the worst one out the crew because they not letting him rap like mm -hmm. that, and then even I was listening to the block is hot and it was like a lot of them are on the songs because they yeah. probably felt like well he can't really do it on his own because he's the youngest so. We got to help him out. And, man, Wayne just... Yeah, but then you got to think about, too, because, you know, across all his CDs, like, they always had, like, yo, it's Juvenile featuring Big Timers and Hot Boys or something like that. Like, they always... It almost felt like it was always, like, their album. Like the Yeah, it was, album. it was, you know, it was smart to keep everything in-house, man. And what Cash Money did, you know, they just really changed and they really put on for New Orleans and, like... Yeah. Because Master P and them is good, but I'm telling you, man, cash money is great. I love Master P's business, and even Master P retired from rap because he was like, I came in it for business. He would even tell you, like, hey, you know, they could have it. And he said in the No Limit Chronicles, he was like, I let them go on their own and do their own thing because, you know, they wanted to sign with me and work with me. But I was like, nah, they need to do their own thing. Mm -hmm. And they did, and there was some little beefs between them or something, but the music, man, of Cash Money, yeah. man, was just like, and anytime everybody think of Cash Money, I know they think of the 9-9 and 2000, oh, yeah. man. It was just, 
it was a special time, man. And how did that shape you as wanting to rap and becoming a rapper? Yeah, man, because around that time, you know, like I said, when those things came out, Hot Boys and stuff like that, when hearing that, that just made me, like, want to rap. And I was for sure, yeah, I wanted to do it, but that it was just something about that sound, what they were talking about. Um, it just really spoke out to me, man. It just, it just like, man, like, man. And then, like, as a kid, you know what I'm saying, you see this stuff, like, oh, this is what it's about. I need to stunt. I need to get me... You know, a grill, a chain, soldier rag, I need to look the part, you know what I'm saying? I can't wait to get older, I'm gonna get me, you know, something sitting on twenties and, you know, oh my just be, you know, shining, stunting and flossing all the time and stuff like that. That was just like, man, yeah, I, I can see myself doing that. And I think they were like the beginning of the white tea era. Yeah. When I really look back at it, because yeah. they... Of course, like in my white tee was when white tees was like crazy. Yeah, that was probably like two thousand three or something. But in that back that ass up video, they are like in white tees. You know, the white tees with the you know what I'm saying with the uh, uh, Air Force Ones combination was just like, was bro, just that, you were like fitted. It's yeah. like you just have all the crisp pair jeans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have your Air Forces white tee. Gotta have a special fitted, oh, yeah. and then all the clothes were disgustingly big for no reason no. at all. When you look back at it, XL tall tees. I was watching a freestyle Joel Santana with Cameron, and Joel's is ripping the whole freestyle. But the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, like, this dude jacket has got to be a five X, and he's <laughs> got to be a large, maybe a yeah. medium. But it just like his arms looked like five people could fit in them. I was like, I don't get this. But that was the era, man. That was us, like. And then that's around that age, we kind of start venturing to our own music taste. And like, I think a lot of people, even though it was a popular thing because of back that ass up, is just it is what it is. But that's when we started, like, okay, like I like this sound, that sound, and the Cash Money sound was just it, man. It was just it, man. But any last words, anything you could remember about that time, man, and that album before we dip out? Man, I just remember not only that album, but just like the scene down there. I just remember that song when they playing, you know, Huh or something like that at like Mardi Gras and just being there and just, just being in that atmosphere and just like, you know, like when folks is like outside, outside. It, it's, man, that. and New Orleans just got that bounce. They got they got a different lingo. Yeah. They got a different way of dancing. They got a different way of celebrating your life after you pass, man. Yeah. They they treat it as a celebration of your life. They oh, don't yeah. treat it as like oh he died, you yeah. know. So that's it, what I want for me, you know. Man, uh, celebrate my life. Don't yeah. sit there. We ain't got to spend all that money. Just like, hey, let's just celebrate, let's just live, man. And let's just keep this music going, man. Music is, man, everything. It speaks to your soul. I know for you it's therapeutic, oh, yeah. man. We just got to live and we got to be great, man. And we got to be thankful, man. And this is recorded.